Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, we welcome you back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast featuring Tyler and Micah. And, oh, wait. We have Who in the great googly moogly is this? Oh, yes. Belch joins the podcast. Yes, you know him by that sultry, heavy voice. Courtney Birch is on the podcast with us, ladies and gentlemen. We have pulled back the curtain and found it to be Birch. To the be Wizard of Oz. Actually running the podcast. Birch, my man, how are you doing? Doing great. It's good to be back. I think the last time I was on the pod was draft night, if I do not, Indeed. if I recall correctly. Indeed, it was. I got so many moons ago, and now we sit at three and two comfortably. And I tell you what, could the buy have gone any better for Raider Nation uh, than it did? Uh, we saw the Chiefs lose. to say that no, no, it could not have. Right. You know, the only way it could have gotten better if the Bears would have played and lost again. And now there are murmurings in that camp, and just we're bringing this up because we're still tied to that first round pick that we get in 2020. That not all is well in Chicago, and and there's definitely a little. People are starting. Uh, they had one of their who was it? Offensive linemen go out for the season now. Long, Kyle I believe. How long? long. Uh, people are starting to question Trubisky. Obviously, their second string quarterback is not the answer. Um, Raider Nation, that pick looking a little better, a little better every week. We'll find out this week. Do, do you know? May I also may I also interject here, Micah? Yes. The Bears yes. have the third hardest remaining schedule in the NFL. Oh, well, that is like music to Raider Nation's ears because we've held on to our first round picks. As we just found out this afternoon, Jalen Ramsey goes to the Rams and they get two first round picks for them. I can't believe somebody was willing to pay that price. Um, that really surprises me. Guys, you guys tell me, are you surprised that somebody paid two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey and now the Rams don't have a first round pick for forever? They first, don't have a first round pick. So 2017, 18, 19. 2020, 2021, five years, no first-round draft pick. That's incredible. That's a great way to build a roster, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. Birch, what are your thoughts? Apparently, the Rams are thinking they're in win-now mode and are pulling all the strings. I, I guess the writing was on the wall once they traded Peters to the Ravens today, but I just think, oh, I don't know, that's... That's a pretty hefty asking price for for yeah. a cornerback, but I mean, they did it. <laughs> right, right. Well, least... the thing I'm 
At least he's not in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, and that is the big thing because that's what we were worried about going to KC. Of course, KC, that's another team. I guess we'll get into that in just a little bit. I'm going to jot that down on my notes. But the Bears play the Saints this week. So, I mean, there's a good chance Bears get handed another loss. Saints are on a roll right now with Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, that's been working out well for them. But before we get too far into the show, as always, Raider Nation, you want to get in on the podcast? Give us a call, 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. We will not pick up the phone. I promise you. You won't call in and all of a sudden you'll get me. No, it just goes straight to voicemail. Leave us your thoughts. Don't worry. They will be private. Until we play them on the show, then they will be public for the hundreds of listeners uh, that listen to the podcast. The millions. The millions, yes. And then um, then they will be made public. So just we have warned you. Uh, also, we are always family-friendly, political-free. We figure you've tuned into a Raider podcast. You probably want to listen to, I don't know, the Oakland Raider news, our hot takes, because we are insiders, self-proclaimed insiders, all three of us. We do have blue check. Well, well, I don't have Twitter, but Tyler, you have the blue check mark, don't you? Tyler's giving me the thumbs up. I know Birch does as well. So we are all insiders. Instant analysis. We have hotlines to Gruden's office. That and, I do have. Yes, yes. So we, I'm, I know Tyler talks with old John uh, on the regular, and he kind of gets the inside scoop on what's going on week to week. So just all the more reason to tune in to the podcast every week because you will get exclusive coverage of the Oakland Raiders right here in fact it is well documented this is where other podcasters come to learn how to podcast and you know what we are more than happy to share the love and just don't steal our format because i find our format starting to show up on a lot of other podcasts and get your own format you know but as far as the talent we can't help but just you know a rising tide (laughs) raises all ships and that's what we are here at the behind the eye patch podcast we're a rising tide and so, you know what? We will bring everybody up with us. <laughs> so, anyhow. That's a great that song by the Killers, by the way, The Rising Tide, just for our listeners ah, out there. There you great go. Song. There you go. After that epic intro, guys, we just got done watching the Green Bay Packers and the refs beat the Detroit Lions. Um, what are your guys' thoughts now? Obviously, we've got to go to Lambeau this week. Uh, right in the middle of our brutal away schedule. Uh, Birch, let's start with you. What, what, what are you thinking? What What are your thoughts on this upcoming game? Oh, my thoughts on the game? Oh, God. Aaron Rodgers is – it doesn't matter who he has out there as weapons. He makes plays happen, which I would love to see Derek Carr do a little bit more of. I mean, you saw last night Rodgers – I mean, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a defensive lineman, if you will. Like, he was – just making plays happen and then keeping his eyes down the field. If he had to pick up the first down with the run, he did. And if he threw to a guy that had one career catch all for his career, I mean, he threw to him for a 45 or whatever yard touchdown. I mean, he just makes plays and it's, and it's going to be hard to stop him. So that's something to watch out for. Yep. Tyler, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think the Raiders chances are going is you feeling pretty good after watching that Monday night game or what are your thoughts? I have eaten crow pie two weeks in a row, and it, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me happy, but 
Guess who didn't I... eat pot crow two weeks ago? Oh, let's hear it, Birch. Who didn't eat crow on the know. Bears game? You guys tell me. Bold predictions. I think. Bold I think, predictions. I think I was the only one to pick the Raiders over the Bears, if I'm not mistaken. That indeed, you are. indeed. You know but what? Still having that rubbed in our face my... two weeks later, but we deserve it, Tyler. We really yes, do. And that's fine. But you know what? Dang it, Micah. I'm a realist. Right. Birch is a real fan. I'm just a fake fan. That's how it goes. <laughs> but my, I, I, I don't know. So we play at Lambeau. Is it? It's a day game. Yep. It's a it's a ten Pacific daylight time. So early game may have inclement weather. There may be rain, which favors which team? Would you think? I don't know. Maybe the team with the fifth best running back in the NFL. I don't know if that's still currently. Uh, it was after week five. So Josh Jacobs has been a man child, if I may, this Absolutely. year. He is the youngest player on the team, yet I believe he's had the biggest impact on our team. I mean, maybe so you've got to have an offensive line, right, to block right. for it. But then. It doesn't do any good if the running back just slams into piles of people like we've seen in years gone by. Latavius Murray. <coughs> yeah. Hey, take it easy on Tay Train. Tay I'm Train sorry. is one of my faves. Darren McFadden. Uh, yeah. Oh. Chicken legs. Chicken legs McFadden. <laughs> or Whataburger McFadden. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> anyway, bless his soul. Uh... So, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's raining, it's dreary, uh, perhaps the Raiders offensive line controls the game and they keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, it's going to be interesting. I think if you're going to ask me to make a prediction of the game, I would guess that the Packers probably win this one as well um i i officiating is suspect this year is it not my goodness yeah I mean, it is just like yeah it is like have you i think since week one not one pass interference whether it be offense or defense has been reversed i think teams are like one of 25 um and they're just I mean, last night we saw two calls where it was like illegal hands to the face and they were pushing on the shoulder pads. So I don't know. I don't know if it's Gene Steratore get the index card out bad. That one is still yeah, that's bitter. That's going to be pretty hard to top. <laughs> yeah, that one's bitter and will be forever like the tuck rule. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction right here. Wow. We're just jumping right to the end of the show. Go for it. <laughs> That's what you can do, Raider Nation, when you own the podcast. The Raiders, for it. the Raiders are going to control the clock in a ground-and-pound style offense. Derek Carr throws zero interceptions. We have zero turnovers. And the Raiders squeak out a two-point victory at the gun. Wow. Wow. Heard it here first. I like that. I don't know, man, that, you know, watching the Packers, you know, here's the one thing, biggest thing I took away from the Packers game yesterday 
was uh, really without without uh, Adams out there, man. I count. I stopped counting after like six drop balls from the receiver, and one of those turned took away points from the Packers, turned into an interception. I mean, that was a drop, just doinked right off of his head, half of his helmet. So, I, I, you know, I think Oakland's going to need some, you know, quote-unquote lucky plays like that on defense. I do think, though, if if Adams is the only receiver that you have to worry about, that definitely favors Oakland's, Oakland's defense because I think you could put a safety over top, put Conley on him, and then you can load the box. You can have Joyner. You can have uh, Worley uh, helping out in in run protection. And you can have you know you can always have seven eight guys in the box and and stopping uh, stopping Jones. So I, th- that's that's been the biggest thing to me is that, you know the Packers you know talking about having a kind of a more well rounded team this year. Um, well, they were. Pretty slow to get off the ball on defense. I mean, the 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 um, the Lions were able to move the ball fairly efficiently, and they don't even have that great of a run game. And you got to think now, Oakland's got Gabe Jackson back in the starting lineup. We've got an absolutely monster offensive line who just moved. You know, I mean, we moved the Denver Broncos around with their two defensive ends, and we just moved the Chicago Bears defensive front five around. I mean, we 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 pushed them up and down the field. So I've got to think that that you got to be feeling pretty good as a Raider fan going into this game, just because for that simple fact, like you said, Tyler, controlling the clock, limiting how much Rodgers has an impact on the game because he's going to make plays. Rodgers is going to make plays. Uh, but I guess the second thing, too, two things that really kind of big to me. The Lions also got a lot of push right up the middle. They were able to move the guards around pretty easily, and I think that bodes well for Hurst and P.J. Hall um, uh, and Hankins. I'm really excited about that. That, I think, could um, um, that, that could be uh, uh, a real game-changer because, uh, as we've seen, especially from Hurst in the last game against the Bears— Man, they can get some push, and so if that starts to happen and they can get pressure right in Rogers' face, it could man, it could be a long day for the Packers' offense, and and that's pretty exciting to think about. But just those two things from the Monday night game, gosh, I, you know, I wasn't very hopeful going into this game, you know, even a few weeks back, even last week. But man, guys, all of a sudden the Packers look fairly pedestrian, and if Oakland can continue this this offensive run on the ground. Like, I think they've got a real shot. And I'm not just saying that as, like, a blind faith fan, like, win, lose, or tie, Raider Nation till I die. Of course they got a shot. Like, I'm, like, really looking at this thing going, hey, like, this is – there's a – like, this game, at the beginning of the season, I put an L on this one. But now I'm like, gosh, this is more a 50-50. If Oakland comes out, you got some bad weather, maybe you got some rain coming down, and Rodgers can't sling the ball around real well, and it's going to be a grounded pound game – you want that because that favors Oakland all day long. Nine times out of ten, Tyler. Nine times out of ten. So, anyhow, that's my take on it. That's ninety yeah. percent. Let me let me just throw some uh, some knowledge bombs out here for you guys. We love knowledge bombs at the bottom. Not not to rain on both of your guys' parades here, but curious, what do you think the Raiders' record is coming out of the bye week in the last? 16 weeks or six no 16 years excuse me they haven't won <laughs> pretty close i think the last time they won coming out of a bye was 1987 
Well, no, not necessarily. So since 2003, <laughs> oh. I, did, I looked this up. 2003, the Raiders are a staggering three and thirteen after the bye week. Oof, oof. Let's hope that they can buck that trend and you know let get on the winning streak here. Make it three games. I think that would. That's what worries me is we we kind of come out sluggish and hopefully this year will be different. Right, right. And with the running game that we have now and Josh Jacobs. That's going to give us, I mean, if, if it's going to change, it's going to be through him and through that offensive line. Um, and it certainly looks like it could. I mean, imagine, I mean, imagine like the 2016 season, you know, with Josh Jacobs instead of like a Latavius Murray. I mean, like that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. So I don't know. But anyway, I'm excited more than I was before because, like I said, I didn't have high hopes for this game. But now I'm kind of. I hope it's not premature. I hope it's not a big letdown. My biggest thing is like, look, I hope they come out and they're competitive. You know, it's an early game. It's at Lambeau Field. That place is going to be rocking. Um, You know, that, that, you know, Oakland, I really don't want a repeat of like what happened in Minnesota, where basically it's like a 34 to 7 blowout uh, and we score a garbage time touchdown. Like, I, I really hope at the very least it's competitive. Give us hope as this season goes on because. Right after the Packers, man. I think it's the Texans next, and, and then next the Lions. Lions, yeah. So I mean, it. We. I feel like there's got to be. We got to squeak out a win in one of these next three weeks to keep those playoff hopes uh, uh, going strong. So, um, guys, let me ask you this: Is there a team right now? Because now we have Birch, and we, I know I asked this last week, but Birch, and I'll I'll, I'll follow it over to Tyler as well. Birch, is there a team that is not, in your opinion, not as good as their record is showing right now in the NFL? Is there a team that has a great record and you're like, ha, no way. I, it's 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 phony. It's fake. Somebody come to mind right now to you? Well, I wanted to say the 49ers, but they All took right. care of the Los Angeles Rams pretty handedly. Um, right. Oh, gall. Um, that could go either way. Is there a team that's have maybe having a poorer season in your mind as well? Either or that should be doing or that is better. You know, even though the Minnesota Vikings took it to us uh, and they're four and two right now, I'm still not sold on the whole Kirk Cousins at quarterback. And yeah, they've right. picked it up the last couple of weeks. But uh, <laughs> speaking of Kirk Cousins, did you see that uh, the Eagles? let go of their middle linebacker, Zach Brown, for comments related to Kirk Cousins and how awful of a quarterback he yes. was. And then they trounced the Eagles and see you later, Zach Brown. Talk about sorry, Crow. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you guys don't sold. do that to me on this <laughs> podcast because I would have been out of a job a long time ago. <laughs> You know, one that jumps to my mind that I can't like I don't understand this team. It's the Eagles. Like, are they good? Are they bad? Like, can you make up your mind here? Because they just got like you said, they, they just got absolutely trounced. And I just I You can't know who they need, Micah? Who do they need, Tyler? Nick Foles. They need Nick Foles. They do. They do need he Nick Foles. He was the quarterback that they did not know that they needed at the time, much unto like Batman in first night. Oh, I like that reference. It was the hero that they didn't know that they needed. They didn't deserve. How does that? How does that phrase go? 
it's the hero. Oh gosh, you put me on the spot. It's not the hero that you need. It's the hero you deserve, or something like that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, really quickly, I just want to throw this out there. Do you know the Eagles lost to the Falcons? That's the Falcons' only win, I believe, on the season is against the <laughs> Eagles. But then the Eagles They're go so in. so bad. They, they lost. The Falcons lost to the Cardinals. They missed an extra point, and then they lost. I know. I know. <laughs> they lost to the Lions. They've lost to the Vikings. Here's what I see. They beat the, the Redskins, and they beat the Jets. Okay, like, really, I, I think there are 28 other teams out there that could beat both of those teams. Um, and then their only quality when they beat the Packers Thursday. Uh, so it was a Thursday game. I, that, was a, that was a barn burner, 27-34. But I'm looking at their schedule down the road. They've got the Cowboys, which who now are on a three-game losing streak. They've got the Bills, Patriots, Seahawks, uh, Bears, Cowboys again. You're going to play Giants twice and the Redskins and the Dolphins. The, I would think you would win those. But I, I think the Eagles uh, so much. Uh, the Fly Eagles fly. I know a lot of there's a lot of you know people are still high on Carson Wentz. In fact, where's I haven't heard much of people. Many people uh, uh, getting on getting on his case, Carson Wentz's case. Um, but I, I don't think the Eagles are as good as a lot of people think. And you know what? Would not surprise me if if they missed out on a postseason berth. Um, uh, because I just don't think I'm seeing their wins. And besides the Packers, man, not very quality wins. I mean, barely, yeah, just not uh, the Redskins. They barely beat the Redskins week one. I mean, you know, I guess, and then you trash the Jets. You should trash the Jets. So that's my team. Tyler, is there anybody that in your mind stands out as a phony or a fraud on either side of that coin? I don't know. I was wrong last week about the 49ers, so I uh Yeah, but I don't I don't know about that. They beat the Rams, right? Yeah, they the beat Rams the Rams. Have, they didn't have Aaron Donald in there. They didn't have Todd Gurley in there. And the Rams defense has been exposed to be just absolute garbage. Uh so I, I don't Man, know. Isn't isn't this a sad a sad division. I'm just looking at the AFC North right now. You've got the <laughs> Ravens at four and two, the Browns at two and four, the Steelers at two and four, and the Bengals at zero oh and six. That's Oof. that's a pretty bad d- division right there. Um, you know how are the. How are the Panthers four and two? That was going to be my other one. I was going to jump in after you, but see you later, Cam Pan- Newton. How are the Panthers four and two? Right. So they lost to the Rams, lost to the Bucks, and then they're on a four-game win streak. Cards, they, I mean, yeah, they should win. Texans, right. they beat the Texans. They beat the Jaguars, and then they beat the Buccaneers. So they, got, they don't have Cam Newton playing quarterback anymore. Right. Who would right. have known that that little kid in the uh, commercial with Cam Newton turned into their now quarterback? The little <laughs> the little kid that said he could take Cam Newton's job. You guys remember that? Uh, yeah, I remember that. I yeah. Remember that. He Certainly. is now he's his now. Isn't it Davis? Isn't that their quarterback? Uh, what's his name? Kyle yeah. Allen. Oh, Kyle Allen. Sorry. 
Yes, yep. who Kyle, Allen. Kyle Allen was uh, auditioning for a job back then. That's insane. Like, yeah, yeah. That, I don't get that. And, and it helps that they have Christian McCaffrey, who's an absolute stud at running back. Right, right. The only thing about that is, like, what happens? Well, you can say that with any team, though. I was going to say, what happens if he goes down? Then, like, that becomes a pretty pedestrian team. Um, but they took it to the Bucks. Well, yeah, they took it to the Bucks, let the Bucks back in. But you should kind of take it to the Bucks. I feel like. Um, well, of course, the Buccaneers did beat them earlier in the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, they did. Thursday night game. Uh, okay, so, okay, let me ask you guys this: What's the worst non? Who who who's worser? We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> pretend that's a word. Who's worser? The Dolphins or the Bengals? Birch, go. <laughs> oh, gall. Uh, putting me on the spot here. Um, I'm gonna I'm sticking with the, the Dolphins. They just I lost like the to- they just lost in the toilet bowl. Yeah. To the Redskins. Yeah, that game was shown on Cartoon Network. <laughs> Or I mean, Nickelodeon, how, sorry, Nickelodeon. How bad is it? You've got fans traveling to the game in Miami, Washington fans with grocery bags over their heads. Yeah. Pa- paper ones so they could breathe still, but yeah. <laughs> they probably they would probably rather wish. have plastic. Yeah. <laughs> we just oh, it. man. Jeez. Jeez. Tyler, who's worse, or Dolphins, Bengals? I think you got to go with the Dolphins because yeah. they, I mean, in a week or two, you get AJ Green back for the Bengals. Like I know that it's that's not like the missing link. Oh, they get AJ Green back, they'll make it to the playoffs. But that definitely helps you. Right. Uh, I mean, you look at the Dolphins roster, and you're like, do we start Josh Rosen this week and let him get killed, or do we start Ryan Fitzmagic? I mean, like y- you know. There's they they traded away like the only good piece of offense that they had in Laramie Tunsil, and he's I mean he's gone. So you pretty much got nobody on that roster. Kiko Alonso gone. I think Zavion Howard is it Zavion Howard, the corner. Right. I think he's about the only decent player they still have on that roster, and the and they traded Minka Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, they've got nothing. At least you've got a somewhat serviceable quarterback in Andy Dalton. He has no line. That's really their problem is there's no offensive line. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we all know that the fight starts and ends in the trenches. So if you don't have one trench that's good, the other trench shall win that. And right now the Bengals are getting it handed to them. But I would say the Dolphins, if you're just looking at talent-wise, They've got nothing, so they are the worser team, if you will. I like it. You know, I'm going to go three for three, Dolphins as well. Bengals have at least been, like, halfway competitive in their, their games. The Dolphins, like, don't even show up. They, they'd probably be better off, like, pulling some fans out of it, like, holding open practices and just be like, maybe we find some, you know, you know, ex-XFL players or something like that that would be interested in coming on and putting together, you know, a, a – I don't know, a half highlight tape. tape. <laughs> right, right. So I got to give a big shout out to Tyler right here on this show last week said Tannehill needs to come in and start for Mariota. It didn't make a difference at the end of that game. But what are the odds that Tannehill turns it around for the two and four Titans who are technically still in the race 
uh, in the AFC South because two and four Titans, two and four Jags, three and two Colts, and then you got the four and two Texans. So there are plenty of games to play. Uh, they've got a solid defense, good running game. Does Tannehill turn it around for the Titans? Birch, yay or nay? Nay. Just nay. Just nay. <laughs> they kind of, I don't know what happened to the Titans. I mean, you, the first week they just. You remember lit, the Titans? Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. They I'm, just. I'm a, a dad I'm, now. Dad jokes come out just at <laughs> random. They obliterated the the Browns, but now that's not looking too good. And then they've kind of just. I don't know. They got shut out against the Broncos. Their offensive line doesn't look very good. Gave up a bunch of sacks to the to the Broncos. Uh, I don't think it's going to change. What was what was interesting about the sacks that they gave up to the Broncos? Mariota was like holding on to the ball way too long. I wa- like because I was watching that game because it was the only thing on. Uh, I live in Bronco land, and so that's what I get to watch on Sundays if I want to watch football. Um, and then as soon as Tannehill come in, I think he had like one sack at the very end, but he was trying to like make a play out of it. But I think Mariota just, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Like he had so much promise, but then I think he's kind of one of those quarterbacks that was, a quarterback that ran, you know, it wasn't a very complex offense under Chip Kelly. It was more right. of just like, I don't know what type of offense, a spread offense or an air raid offense or whatever it is, but he has a hard time reading defenses from what I watched on Sunday. And Tannehill came in and actually made him, like they drove the ball a little bit. So it wouldn't surprise me if the if Tannehill turns it around a little bit, I won't say that they make the playoffs. He turns it around, but I would say they win more games under Tannehill than they would under Mariota. I like it because Mariota so far, they've won two under him. So you got to think that, yeah, I could see, I could see them going maybe five and 11, six and 10, uh, just because of the run game and the defense is there. Um, But other than that, uh, yeah, there's just uh, the Titans. Uh, that's that's a weird team too. That like every year I feel like gets some hype, and it, you feel like they have a lot of like big name players on their team, but then like every year they just they just don't know. You know, it's like they can't find themselves. It's it's really weird. Um, Jameis Winston throws five interceptions. That was and incredible to watch. Uh, that, that was uh, I can't figure him out either because. One week it's five touchdowns. The next week it's five interceptions. I've got to imagine. I mean, is that experiment coming to a close soon? I mean, really? Are we are we done there? Or how long? Like, how much time do you need to give famous Jameis? Like, before you figure out is he good or not? I don't, how many more W's does he eat? I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's um, that it, uh, I can't imagine many more with the Bucks right now. But that's just me. That's just me. Anywho, getting to getting back to some Raider football, we had some pretty pretty chill uh, offs or, or bye week, um, but you know I think it was good because like I said we get uh, I think we had Dwayne Harris back. He was back out there on the practice field. Obviously, Gabe Jackson back. I'm really excited. 
both those pieces. Dwayne Harris returning, man. I, I'm excited to get him back there returning kickoffs and punts just because I was always a little worried with Renfro, and I was, like, really praying that uh, they wouldn't put Jalen Richard back there. Uh, they haven't, so we're going to be rocking Davis didn't do too bad of a job, I didn't think. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. He didn't do too shabby. Um, now let me, you know, we're still, I don't know what the word was today. Is Tyrell Williams still not practicing? What's word on that? Because either of you guys heard anything on that? I, uh, I haven't heard anything other than he, like you said, is not practicing. I, it's his foot, something with his foot. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything else other than that. That's interesting. He's not in a boot or anything, so that's good. Right. Um, you know, so that that's interesting. I'm wondering if it's just a precautionary, you know, he knows the playbook. He's been here all offseason. We're going to keep him out and then get him rocking and rolling on Sunday because he was questionable last or two weeks ago against the Bears. So you got to think that, like, I mean, two weeks off, you know, I would hope that he'd be ready to rock and roll. Um but we'll, I think we're going to need it. Like, I, I, we do need somebody. Like, we, we need a some sort of deep threat, somebody to keep the secondary honest. Um, what about did, uh, our newest addition, Zay Jones, do you think? What are you guys' yes. thoughts on that? I think I he'll like be it. ready to go. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I heard that for the past two weeks, Gruden basically brings him in his office and they run they run plays all day. So I think he'll be ready to go. Um, hopefully he can. Hopefully this rejuvenates him, right? We that's what you hope a trade like this does is gets a player back. You know, he was a second round draft pick, and Mayock had him ranked higher than several other wide receivers that went before him. So he obviously thinks highly of of the man, and uh, we can only hope that he comes in and. And, you know, puts up a couple hundred yards receiving this year. May, like, maybe more than that. I don't know how many. I don't know. I'm not good at estimating numbers. But <laughs> hopefully he comes in and helps anyway. Well, uh, he's a big-bodied receiver, and he's he's pretty fast. So it might be someone to, I don't know, get some deep balls and jump balls down the field. But who we don't pass down the field anyway, so. That's true. That's true. But I do like that. Uh, I do like the big body because Carl likes that. I mean, when you think about all the receivers that were fat in the past, um, that's definitely something that, uh, um, you know, that, that seems to play to Carl's favor. Anyway, we're having way too much fun here. There's a three-way video chat going on. So you guys won't see this, but there are so, with three people in three different houses – there are all kinds of fun things going on in the background. So trying to play through that. Kids it's like crying, playing through an injury. Dogs whining, all yes. these things. Yes. But anywho, no, I do like Zay Jones. I do think, I mean, you saw his second season in the NFL, over 600 yards, I believe seven touchdowns. You know, getting back to that kind of form. You know, the Raiders, I feel like we're just, we're putting it together. Oakland now, I think, has shown us they're not wanting to give up. Um uh, any any um, any big picks for they want to hold on to those two first round picks, and so I like that. So I feel like they understand they need a wide receiver, but they're trying to just make it happen 
for now, trying to kind of piecemeal it together for this season. And so far, I kind of like what's what we're piecemealing together. I mean, I, I like that that um, uh, you know we'll see, I guess. But I, I like now with our our run game that we're going to lean most heavily on. Um, that I like the idea that uh, um, I like the receivers, the type of receivers that the Raiders are bringing in. So we'll yeah, see if it got, pays off. My guess is we may take a receiver high next year. So you've got Tyrell Williams and then that wide receiver and you've got Davis and Jones and Renfro. I mean, if you add like a, a T Higgins or a CD lamb, you guys watched Oklahoma. Holy Moses. That guy is good. Yeah. Um, I'm jumping on that hype train. And uh, I mean, you, you pair, those those five wide receivers that's not bad i mean that's not a bad a bad room of receivers to have right there so i yeah i i like and for fifth round draft picks and a seventh round draft pick i mean like i said last week there goes our middle linebacker that we draft in the fifth round but i'm okay (laughs) with that so yep yep i want to look up something really quickly here um I, w- I was thinking about this today, and um, uh, and and the thing it kind of it struck me because we were talking about wide receivers in the draft, and um, I was looking at all the top wide receivers in this last draft: AJ Brown, um, JJ Arcega, Whiteside, Nikhil Harry. Um, who was the guy that the uh, um, Metcalf? Was, yeah, Metcalf. He's having himself a solid season. Metcalf and Brown are like the only two in my mind that are really putting up. Marquise Brown. Yeah. He had like one good game. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but my thing is though, uh, you know, you had all these guys, like I said, JJ Arcega Whiteside. Um, uh, Who's the guy that uh, I know AJ Brown was another one, but who is the guy that the, the Patriots took? Now I think he's on IR. Nikhil uh, Harry. Nikhil Harry. You know, all these wide receivers that, like, so far this wide receiver class has kind of been a dud. And I've been, you know, we were talking, I know in the offseason, we were like, man, I hope Oakland goes after one of these wide receivers. Boy, howdy. Now I'm kind of like, wow, this isn't, you know, kind of glad we skipped out on this and we've got who we've got because uh, right now, at least on paper, it's not, uh, it ain't turning out to be one of the, uh, the you know as far as rookie seasons there aren't any breakout players at the wide receiver position we'll put it that way so um uh you know maybe old john gruden and uh and company know what they're doing over there you know who would have figured who would have figured i say that tongue-in-cheek of course so of course because nobody understands sarcasm anymore no no they don't anywho guys getting to the game it is time for bold predictions. Bold predictions. Ba, 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 ba. Birch, we'll start with you. Give me two bold predictions for the Packers game at Lambeau Field v. Oakland Raiders. Also, tell us who you think is going to win. Okay. Um, my bold prediction for the defense is, you know, after the Bears game, Gary on Conley, yes, he did get the interception there at the end of the game, which was kind of like a, uh, I don't know what kind of pass that was from Chase Daniels, but. A gift? Yeah, a gift, (laughs) gift wrap. But 
Hey, you never look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, I was told that from a young age. (laughs) Anyway, Conley got burnt way too much by Allen Robinson. Two touchdowns, another couple long passes. I'm going to go with Conley. This is might be really bold, but he's going to pick off Aaron Rodgers not once but twice. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Hey, you guys gave me crap for not being too bold, so bold last time. So I like. There's that one. And then stepping up to the plane for offense. I'm going to go. You know, we have signed a couple Packers players. Competitive advantage from Dennis Allen, if you will. Oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say that uh, Trevor Davis takes another jet sweep to the house against Ooh, his I old like team. It. Oh, my. Just do a Lambo leap at the end. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Maybe he finds a couple Raider players and does a Lambo leap into their arms. I don't there know. There we go. There There's we some go. weird stuff that goes on when you jump up into those crowds, man. There are people... <laughs> Touching and grabbing and stuff. It's weird. Like, you ever play one of those things on slow-mo? It's like, whoa, hey that's She's getting crazy <laughs> up there. But How, yeah. However, all those bold predictions, I'm going to say the Packers are going to win. I don't think Packers we win. come out. I think we come out flat from the bye. And I don't think, yeah, I, just, I think the Packers are going to win uh, 24-17. 24 17. I like it. See, now I wouldn't be like terribly upset with that, only losing by a touchdown. Um, I mean, I love what we the Raiders have done over the last two games. I'm just, I'm a Raider fan, man. The last 16 years have taught me to be like cautiously optimistic. So I'm a little worried. I'm like, is this, I feel like this is too good to be true, you know? And I'm like, part of me hates that because I just want to enjoy the ride. But part of me is also like, like waiting for the other shoe to fall. You know, I'm like, I had, you know, it's, it can't, this is too good to be true. It, we're going to come crashing down to earth, but if we only lost by seven, like I, if we kept it, if we kept it competitive, I'd be okay with that. Cause the Packers, I mean, th- that's a, they're a good team. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the pod. I, I this is a, I think this is a, a Super Bowl contender um, in the green Bay Packers. So as long as they have the refs there, uh, they'll definitely <laughs> have a chance. We can't be throwing quick pitches past our running back though no that is limit the mistakes yes yes tyler bold predictions and a score for the game bold predictions um shoot last week i had a good bold prediction or two weeks ago i had a good two good bold predictions this week I don't have so much good bold predictions. I'm going to say that we hold the Green Bay Packers to 75 yards rushing between Williams and Adams. We will hold them to 75 or below yards rushing. Um, trying to force, I mean, it's not a great game plan, but I mean, if you can try to make the team one dimensional and take away Adams and Williams, um, that would, that might help, but you've still got Aaron Rodgers. Then on the other side of the ball, I'm going to say that Josh Jacobs goes for 
over 150 yards on the ground oh. and two touchdowns. Wow. I like it. I like it. Another monster game out of Josh Jacobs. Okay. Okay. And at the beginning of the show, I said that the that the Raiders would come out and they would eke out a win in Green Bay. I think that was kind of the Homer fan inside of me hoping that's <laughs> what they do. I, I, I don't know. Birch brought up a great point. Like, coming off of a bye, they don't do so well. They're in Green Bay. (sighs) Green Bay's good, guys. Like, they are. They're good. I'm going to say, let's go Green Bay 20. I can't say the same score as Birch. Uh, let's go Green Bay 23 and the Raiders at like 17. Okay. Keeping it close again. 23 difference. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, 31, 17. I don't like that one. Mm -mm. Okay. 31, 17. Okay, Dave. Well, that that messes mine up. I had mine written down, but I'm gonna go with mine anyway. All right, bold prediction. Predictions. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. My bold predictions: the defense gets three sacks this game. They're gonna get to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm also gonna throw. Uh, I'm gonna throw one of those in for Farrell. Farrell's been getting a hard time. He's been hearing it a lot the last couple weeks. Overrated. Worst pick on on in the draft for the Oakland Raiders this year. Um, he's going to silence a little bit of that by getting to uh, getting to Aaron Rodgers on one of those three sacks. Then, obviously, the popular opinion is that we come out and we ground and pound against the Packers, right? Like, that's what we should do. Not so fast, my friends. Oh! There's over <laughs> 300 yards in the air, two touchdowns, no interceptions is what's going to happen. Um, and, however... You know, in the words of the great Michael Scott, I am not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. And the last two weeks, I have picked against the Oakland Raiders, and they've won both weeks. So I'm going to pick against them again this week in the hopes that it will just – it's the opposite effect. What do they talk about You, you when you pick the opposite well, – when you're hoping for the, for the exact opposite to happen? There's a word for that. I'm going to pick the Packers to win – uh, unfortunately, I think the Packers' offense is good and our defense is okay. And I think our offense is good, but the Packers' defense is very good. So I'm going to go Birch or, or Tyler. You had 31-17. I was going to go 31-16. So I'll give what, what point? I'll, I'll give I'll give the Raiders a little more due than that. I'm going to go. 21-34, Packers get it done against the Raiders. They, Oakland does find the end zone a few times, um, but unfortunately it's not enough in the end. Packers' offense is too good. Uh, Rodgers is able to do enough. And then that two-headed monster in the backfield that the that the Packers have, uh, that could be tough. And, and if that defense has to stay out there for any period of time, uh, it could be a long day for the defense. I think they can get after them early and often, um, but the car, if, if – if um, 
Roger starts putting drives together, then that's going to spell doom, and they're going to start slowing down on the pass rush, and it's going to start opening running lanes. All right, guys, so we've all picked against the Packers, or all picked against the Raiders, um, all in a subliminal hope that actually the Raiders do win. We can all eat crow next week, and we'll have Birch back on the show to eat crow with us because you don't get to skip out on that, Birch. I will gladly eat some crow as long as the Raiders win. If that indeed happens. There you go. I like it. Guys, before we wrap this thing up. I I want to go through. Can we just go through the schedule since Birch is on here? Sure. Let's do it. And then I have the question of the week for both of you. Perfect. So we get the Packers this week, right? Right. And, And let's say they let's say they lose. We're at 500. Okay. We go to Houston. It's a it's a late afternoon game. If we lose that one, we're three and four. Right. Then we play the Lions. We play at home for the first time in heaven knows when. What are you guys' thoughts about that game against the Lions? Micah, I'll have you go first since Birch has had to go first all night. I'm going to have you go first on what you predict at this point in time for the Raiders-Lions game. Yeah, I hate to say it. I do think Oakland is 3-4 and four heading into that game. But I think Oakland will be competitive over the next couple of weeks. So what I'm going to go for is that get back in front of the home crowd. The Lions are a very winnable game. That's a very winnable game. Uh, you know, you can cover up uh, Galladay. Then you you eliminate a lot of that offense. I think you can get after Stafford. And the Lions' defense is good, but I think I think Oakland on the home turf there. I think they can with that run game. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Lions want that. And we've got to remember too, we've got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL that just got a little bit better. So I, you know what, I'm gonna say Oakland's tired of losing over the last two weeks. They get the win. They go four and four. It's a fifty okay. fifty game in my opinion. Birch, yes. All right, that's gonna be. I bet that crowd in that stadium is going to be rocking. And I think they're our team on a full field of grass in the Coliseum. Yes. <laughs> they're just going to run that ball. And I this offensive line, dare I say, is probably as good or maybe even better than the 2016 offensive line. I mean, we finally have shored up the right side of the line. Um Colton Miller's looking like a good pick now, and you, <laughs> that interior is just nasty. Hudson <laughs> incognito, and now you get Gabe Jackson back. Like there are going to be truck size holes for Jacobs to run through, and so I mean, and Stafford, he's wishy washy. You could force him into turnovers, force him into bad throws. Um, I I'm going to agree with Micah. I think the Raiders get that game at home most definitely. I mean, they're going to be high as a kite playing at home for once in 50 days. It's going to yeah. be, it'll be fun to watch that one. Hopefully it's a high scoring and our defense can show up and slow Stafford down. So, so let's say we win that one. That puts us four and four, right? If, if right. we say they lose in green Bay, they lose to the Texans, beat the lions. That's four and four. The next week, the chargers come to town. I will be as bold as to say they win that game. Putting yep, them at like five it. and four. Then the Bengals 
come to town. At this time, they are winless. I would not be bold in saying that they win that game. No. <laughs> uh, so that puts them at what? Six and four? Mm-hmm. Yep. The Jets, or then we go to the Jets, the dreaded 11 Mountain Standard Time starting on the East Coast. Thoughts on that game, either one of you? Oh, it's always hard to play in the in the East Coast, but I mean, and you got Sam Darnold back. Unless he Who gets beat mono again, unless he gets mono again. Uh, he looked. They looked pretty good against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys look pretty bad right now. That's a, one of the teams that could be right. that we. But I don't know. That's a toss up to me. Even though the Jets' record says they're terrible, I mean, on the road, they did just lose KO for the season with a shoulder surgery. That's big for their offensive line. Um, and I've heard that there is a dumpster fire sale though that may or may not happen between now and then. I was hearing uh, Osemele as a name to be traded. I've been hearing uh, yeah, uh, Leonard? Williams from, Leonard Williams from USC. Uh, his name floating around as to be traded. Uh, Tremaine Johnson, who they signed last year to a big contract, might be traded. Um, so, yeah, there there may be a dumpster fire, and they may – I mean, we may be looking at a completely different team between right. now and then. That's, what, six weeks from now? You yeah. know, there's been, like, a new, new like, breath of life breathed into the Jets after their win against the Cowboys – you know, if they rattle off a couple more losses here in the next, say, three weeks, and all of a sudden, you know, they're sitting at maybe one and seven, yeah, I think that gets squelched pretty fast. And I think Oakland takes advantage of a team that's pretty down and out. So I would give them the win. So Raiders the win, you say? Yeah, I, I would give them. I'd go even with with that dreaded, you know, East Coast time change. I, if, you, if you're coming in on a downtrodden Jets team that maybe only has two wins up to that point, maybe three, I, I think Oakland, Oakland's got more to play for at that point, and I think I think they get it done. Raiders could be on a three-game win streak then, too. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we say they're seven, at, seven and four at that point. Yeah. Then on December 1st, 2019, we go to Kansas City. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like I don't that. Not Kansas either. City in December. I I love my Raiders, and I'd love to think, you know, Kansas City's lost a couple games, but I think that's another team that between now and then, unless you have like, you know, uh, maybe we can always pray for it, but if, you know, if Hill gets hurt again and maybe Kelsey goes down, you know, they're going to have to lose some offensive weapons before I think Oakland can compete with them. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think Kansas City – Kansas City is still just a little too powerful for Oakland right now. And also, so Derek Carr is not a cold-weather quarterback. Nay. He does not okay. like... Uh, he does not like... Noise? Kansas City <laughs> at all. It's a loud place. It's cold. Um, yeah. Every time we've gone there recently, we just get our butts handed to us. So, Yep. So that puts us at, what, 7-5? and five? Yeah. Yep. record. Then we are back home against the Titans. I could foresee us winning that game. 
Absolutely. I would be disappointed if we didn't win that. It's seven and five, not beating the Titans. I think the Titans at that point are well out of any kind of playoff race. And I would be very upset if Oakland didn't trash the Titans at that point. So we go eight and five yeah. to that point. The Jaguars come to town, Oaktown, the last time ever until the Raiders moved back to Oakland in the year 2060. And they get a new stadium in Oakland because the one in Vegas is now like the one that we have right now, the Coliseum. It's trashed. The last game in Oakland, the Jaguars. I got to pick the Raiders to win that one. Yep. Yep. It's going to be rocking. Are you kidding me? If Oakland's got a chance at a playoff game, if they're eight and five, even like seven and six at that point, which is very possible as well, say, let's say they lose to Detroit or one of those other teams. Like, uh, they're Oakland's still right in the hunt at that point. Um, and and last game in Oakland, you take Fournette out of the game. Now we don't have to play Ramsey either. And you make Minshew beat you. Minshew had a very not – he did not play well this last week. And so, you know, he's still a rookie. I think he's going to make rookie mistakes. Make Minshew beat you. Oakland's got a lot more to play for. That Coliseum is absolutely insane because now they have one more last they thought last year was the last season they got they, they're living on borrowed time that place is going to be packed there's going to be a playoff spot on the line uh oakland's going to get it done against the jags yep so at that point we're saying what nine and five we're nine and five Ooh, that sounds nice yeah, yeah. i could then- see it we probably get another home game because every team that plays the chargers gets an (laughs) extra home game, which is ridiculous. Uh, That stadium was all yellow with the terrible towels. (laughs) They played their, their like fight song renegade at the game because there were more Steelers fans there than there ever thought of being chargers fans. So we play the chargers again. Now, I've said that they beat them in Oakland um, earlier in the season. Do you guys think we split with the Chargers, or are they, like, just kind of spiraling out of control at this point? I would say I think they're spiraling out of control. I mean, they've got the injury bug. Unless they can get healthy, I mean, they're – I don't know. They just look – they don't look very good. And I I think – this uh the Raiders, if we can if we can get the ball roll, keep this ball rolling, the momentum, I mean, why is why couldn't we I mean win the majority of these games? I mean, I think I'm hoping I'm gonna say that the Raiders the next two weeks between the Packers and the Texans, I'm gonna say we split. We get one of those. I don't know which one. That's kind of bold, but I think we might be able to pick off one of these teams and then from there on out. I mean, other than the Chiefs, I mean, why not? Every game is winnable, very winnable. Yeah, yeah. You're either eight or you're either nine and five or at worst, I think eight and six at this point. Again, playoff spot on the line, basically a home game for Oakland again. I think Oakland returns the favor. I believe the Chargers swept us last season. I think Oakland has enough firepower to get it done. I th- the Chargers right now are a team that a lot of people aren't talking about. They're a dumpster fire, man, right now. And they're on the verge of like a total breakdown. And I don't know what everybody thought, you know, when Gordon came back, oh, all is right with the world. Um, and it has not been the case. 
And if I'm a Charger fan, I'm nervous, and I, I'm not sure why. It Do seems they like have not... Charger fans? Do they exist? Well, yeah, the few that are out there, I would be okay. nervous, or I would at this point, you know, probably be like, well, you know, I didn't want to be here anyway, so I'm being, <laughs> you know, I'm either pay me or I'm going. Uh, I think they have actually paid people to sit in the stadium, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in, in Charger uniforms. Yes. Yeah, so um, at, at that point, Oakland's on a roll. You have a young team that is staring the playoffs in the face for the first time. And, you know, I mean, obviously at 2016, but you've got Carr wasn't part of that team as far as he wasn't part of that playoff performance. He's got a chance to get right back in it, prove all of the naysayers wrong. Gruden's going to have this team fired up. Uh, the other thing too, you got to remember that this is a young squad, but a lot of these young players, you know, when we talk about, they've got like, they've got like title, you know, they, they come from winning teams. They have that winning mentality. They came in like, they know what it takes to become be a champion, and I think that at this point you're at you're at nine and five, eight and six. Like I think th- these young players take it up another level. These guys like uh, Mad Max, Crosby, Farrell, even Jacobs, and I think this team like is a is one of those. It could be one of those teams at this point, at that point in the season when they roll into San Diego or into San Diego, yeah, um, and they roll the Chargers. Uh, uh, that a lot of people are going to go. I don't know if you know they might be the sixth seed, but I don't know if you want to play them in the in the in the playoffs right now because they're they are the hot hand. So I think they get it done against the Chargers. Sweep them this year. Well, and like you said, I mean th- those young players they're already making contributions. I mean Crosby, right. Moreau, Renfro, Jacobs. I mean all right. played pivotal points or pivotal plays in that Bears game. So I mean. Yeah. And we're not giving enough love to Moreau. Moreau has has some absolutely man hands, and he has been able to get. I mean, he's made some pivotal catches in, in the last few games. And that guy, we're not giving him enough love because Waller kind of steals the show. But boy, when Carr needs to put it on a big body down by the goal line, Moreau's coming up big, and I like that. So much love to him. He ought to get himself. Uh, he he ought to find the end zone a little bit more, along with Waller. So, anyhow, I'd like I Waller guess. to catch a touchdown sometime this season. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be So, fun. we're rolling in there at like 10 and 5. Yep, 10 and 5. The last game against the Broncos in Denver on the 29th of December. That could be a rough game just because it's cold, it's in Denver, but it's your last game as the Oakland football Raiders. How dare you? I know. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Um, anyway, you you will at, thereafter be known as the Las Vegas Raiders. I would like to just win the last game against the Broncos, and that'd be great. So we go 11-5, and five, which right. is bold, boys. Think, yeah. That is bold. That's how we do it. That is how we do it. But I think I think the thing though you look at too is like it, it it's there. Like it's I'm not just you know blowing smoke. Like it, that the 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 you know we came in with one of the most difficult schedules. Well, now how all these teams are shaken out. Like the second half of the season, Oakland could get on a real roll and start rattling off some major wins. So don't get too down. Even if we lose to the Packers and and the Texans, like. There's still a chance to win nine or ten games, you know, even nine games at the worst, um, and, and, and which still puts you in playoff contention. So, 
I, I you know, I like it, man. I, I do think uh, uh, we got to keep the faith here and see what happens. That's why I'm talking. Look, if we get rolled by the Packers, okay, I'm a little worried again. I'm back to being a little nervous. But like, if we're even if we lose, but we're competitive, you know, it's it's 28, 24, you know, 27, 20 kind of a thing. End of the game. Like, I'm going. I'm I'm not feeling too bad as a Raider fan. I'm going. Look, at the first, beginning of the season, we should have had like this was like we shouldn't have had a shot. But we came in here and put up some. You know, we played a, a decent ball game, and that kind of play against teams like the Lions, the Jets, the Bengals, the Jags, Denver's, the Chargers, like that's going to be enough to get it done. So I like it. I like it. There might be a might be a sneaky good season for the Oakland Raiders this year. Yep. All right. That I like takes it. Us I'll... to the end. So we're bum, predicting bum, bum, bum. eleven and five. Bold eleven prediction. and five. Bum, I like bum, it. Bum. Before this season started, I said I I I figured between seven and nine wins, but I needed at least seven out of this squad to feel like we were making the right progress. Like I felt it would be worth it to keep car and keep this whole thing rocking and rolling. And I, I think Oakland's going to get it and then some. So anyway, hopefully the injury bug will stay away and we can get, yes. actually get our receivers healthy and, you know, have a full squad finally. Yep. Yeah. Cause I, I, that's the one thing I do hate. I hate like having to like make excuses. Well, you know, we don't have perfect there. Well, we don't have Gabe Jackson. Like, no, not like I really don't want to have to like, blame it on any of well ty williams wasn't there so that's probably why we lost that game speaking ah. of uh perfect how about nicholas morrow saint nick filling in in the middle yes he is doing a great job and i think he's a great linebacker which we haven't had in a while but he's he he, whoa he was even (laughs) undrafted yeah i mean yeah he's come along nicely i i'm a big fan of saint nick Yep, St. Nick. He, that dude's been uh, – I love that player. And he's so fast, too. That's the one thing um, uh, that we've talked about, even from his rookie season. It's like, dude, this dude's flying around in the middle. And seeing him get that interception, man, I was so happy for him. Like, I, I felt like it was long overdue. That dude's been putting in work. And and against the run, too, that guy could step up and make some plays. So, um, I, I, like I said, I like the way Oakland, at least against the Bears, the way their defense has uh, adapted uh, like a chameleon. Uh, uh, they've they've done a good job, and hopefully we'll continue to see that um, as the season progresses. Guys, before we wrap this thing up, I've got the question of the week, which is brought to you by nobody because we have no sponsors. Um, anyhow, let's just get right to it. The best. Fault, sorry. <laughs> yeah, way, way to go, Tyler. Really blew that one for us. Um, we had a chance, but uh, you know you blew it. So, um, anyhow, <laughs> okay. Best Halloween candy. The season is upon us. I want the best Halloween candy. And on the opposite side of the coin, I want the worst Halloween candy. Um, and it, it could be it could be anything, man. It could be anything. You guys take your time, think about it, and because uh, this is a tough to me, this is a tough question. Or, you know, let's look at it. Overrated. Let, let's go this route. Overrated Halloween candy and underrated. Can we work with that? Oh, I can think of an under... Or, sorry, excuse me. Overrated is candy corn. I love it. Thank you. It's like eating wax. Like, 
wax infused with a little bit of flavor. <laughs> yeah. And then you got the bag that has like the pumpkins and the candy corns. They all taste the same. They're disgusting. Right. You know, here's the thing, like a candy corn here and there. I don't mind popping one in my mouth. But here's the problem. When you get one of those big old massive, one of those big massive pumpkins, there is. I don't know what was so funny about that, but I don't mind popping a candy corn or two in my mouth. But what happens is you get the pumpkins, and that's just way too much. You get like this big old like ball of wax, and it's like. A little piece of candy corn is one thing. It's like, that tastes pretty good. But then you get like this massive gourd of wax. And it's like, okay. And then I find myself like having to try to take little bites out of the pumpkin. Because it's uh, otherwise, if you just like pop a whole pumpkin in your mouth, then you're like <laughs> chewing on this mass of wax and, and food coloring. And I'm just, just not a fan. Just not a fan. So that's where I draw the line are the, the big gourds. So, <laughs> anyway. Sorry, continue, Birch, continue. Oh, it's, I think it's Tyler's turn. <laughs> uh, I think, though, like, so do a lot of people like candy corn? Is it really overrated, or is it just like you don't like it? No, it, uh, candy corn is like the staple of this time of year. Like, uh, now through Thanksgiving, like, it's like turkey and candy corn, basically. <laughs> I can't I can't think of any overrated candies. I can think of candy that I don't like, but I can't think of candies that I feel are overrated. We um, just gave you one. Candy corn? <laughs> I can't do can if if I got in trouble for guessing one point different, <laughs> I can't take candy corn. Um you know what's that like they're not even that popular that's the problem but you know those little neko wafers you know what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about and they come in like there's like a lime flavor and they taste like chalk mike is too young for that yeah and there's like a pepto-bismol flavor (laughs) (laughs) and there's like a, a black licorice that's that's an overrated candy. Black licorice is terrible. Black yeah. licorice is gross. It's only for like older generations. True. Don't at me on that. So okay. Black licorice flavored candy is gross. I like it. You know what a candy that always pops up every year? Because it comes in the big bags. Smarties. Uh, you know, like, um, uh, Smarties? <laughs> Was that part of my question or yours, Tyler? I was answering your question. You know what pops up every year? Smarties. Smarties Smarties are overrated. Smarties are good. Get out of here. Smarties Smarties are good. Smarties are overrated. You know what's overrated? Because they always pop up. Neko wafer. (laughs) It's with less less flavor. You know those the, you could buy like the big bags of like assorted candies at like Walmart and stuff. You know they got all the chocolates. Why the heck do they fill those things with like seventy percent of Whoppers? Whoppers are overrated. The chocolate Ooh, with like my mom will be the, mad at you. The, the crunchy, 
like like I don't even know like the sawdust on the inside. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, whoppers, uh, and you always get them in, in in bags of candy, and it's overrated. Get rid of the whoppers, and you know what's underrated? Would people please start buying good candy? And when I say good candy, I'm talking about fruity candy. I'm talking, and I'm not talking just Starburst. Like yeah, Starburst are good. I'm talking like the little bags of Skittles, the little bags of Sweet Tarts, the Nerd Boxes, the mini Nerd Boxes. That is what children want. Because those are the good candy. Little bags of mini Swedish fish. I can tell you right now, when kids come to my door on Halloween night, and I throw open the front door, and I throw <laughs> down the fruity candy, those kids walk away from my house like in awe. And every time I grab a handful of Skittles and Sweet Tarts and Nerds, they're like, oh, the good candy. I hear it every year. Oh, the good candy. And I'm like, dang straight. Because I don't skimp. Kids want fruity candy. I don't want, you know, oh, look, I got my 80th piece of bland Hershey's chocolate bar again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I got another Whopper. Oh, I got another Twix. And I like Twix. But after about 50 pieces of Twix, I'm like, okay, we've had enough Twix now. Give us fruity candy. I mean, give the kids fruity candy. That's what I got to say about that. Give me all the Reese's peanut butter cups in the world. Now they. Now I am fine. Now can we? Uh, now can we all agree here that Reese's peanut butter cups are the best Halloween candy out there? Ding is that I like them? I would. I, I, there has never the not been a time. Ones. There has never not been a time that I have unwrapped a big cup or a little cup and been like, "Nah, I don't want it. I, yeah, I'm good." It's like, no, I'll it's take true. a cup. Give me two. Give me a whole sleeve of cups. I, I, I like the jumbo-sized ones. You know those massive ones that are like insane, insanely big? It's like, okay, that looks a little wrong. I, I forget what they call them. Like, uh, I, forget, I forget the name. But anyway, I have never in my life not wanted a Reese's peanut butter cup. Ever. Give, them, give it to me all day long. Put That's them in the I freezer. Can. Try that. Oh, oh see, I like that. Now I'm gonna stick my the, my next bag of cups in the freezer. We'll see what happens. Do now? Do I have to unwrap them, or do I do nope. I leave them in the wrapper? Leave them in the wrapper. They come right off. Oh, okay, sweet. Pop them in your mouth. Enjoy. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. I love it. You know, I'm gonna give it a try next time. It's also weird is how some of those cups end up getting like double wrapped. Have you ever seen that? They've got like they sit in two <laughs> two two cups basically. I, I don't know if you've ever gotten that, but I get that. I don't know if it's like lucky, like a four leaf clover, or but like got, a double double yolked egg. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> something about that marriage of chocolate and peanut butter in those tiny little cups. The thing that I, I I don't understand why haven't they made like a big bar of Reese's? You know, like I understand they have like little Reese's bars that you bite off, but like I'm talking about a cup like times ten in the in a in the in the in the um, shape of like a big rectangle. Because I always, even the big Reese's, I'll pop a whole one in my mouth. And I'm like, I, like I'm not satisfied. I want more. And it's like, well, so then I end up eating a whole sleeve because they come in like sleeves of four. And now I feel like a pig because I've eaten four cups. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm call me fatty. And I'm like, well, at least, you know, they're like two for $3. And so I've got another sleeve. Hallelujah. 
There's never not enough Reese's. That is my point here today, gentlemen. And I'll leave it at that. What do you guys think of nerds? I love them. Give me nerds. I, I, I'll take them. I like the tropical flavor. I like nerds. They're kind of like nerds. I know. That's They're kind of like sour at first, like if, and then they like turn sweet. Yeah, I like them. I like sour the patch on. kids are good. See the thing with nerds Absolutely. though, that that like I do with nerds, I don't just crunch them. I like to suck like the flavoring out of them, then eat them. Right. I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to do it, but that's then you kind of like roll them over your tongue. It's like pop rocks almost, you know. Got a big old box of them. You know, and I just, especially the mini boxes, you could just like throw it back like a little like nerd shot. And then you're sitting there and you're like sucking out all the flavor. Usually it's like a tropical flavor. And then, you know, and then, and those are something else. You can go through like seven, eight boxes in yeah. like faster than you know what. And, and yeah, oh man, see, now I'm hungry. Now I got to go get some nerds and Reese's and not in that order particularly. So. Have we done this justice? Have we have we given the Halloween candy its due? I like it. I'm satisfied. I you know what? Give me a Reese's and it always leaves me satisfied. Yep. Raider Nation, again, Birch, we appreciate you coming on the pod. Sharing Thanks for having thoughts, me. Your sultry voice with the millions. And um and Raider Nation. Millions. As always. You can follow us on Twitter at Behind iPatch. Hit us up on Facebook because, yeah, Facebook is still a thing, allegedly. Uh, look for the page Behind the iPatch. Find us there. Follow us. I'm always posting up polls. And uh, uh, give us a call, 208-557-9771. We would love to hear from you. Get on the pod. If the Raiders win, I want you to come on this podcast and I want you to give us a terrible time. And we will have to play it and we will have to talk about it. So, anyhow, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We will see you in the next episode. Just win, baby. 